Hey guys, this is Spencer. I've been trying to avoid this, but I think it is inevitable at some point to start recording pre-podcast notes. Um, so here we go. I'm going to try to keep these less than a minute every time I do these. Um, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Shout out to Salty Walnuts. That was our first um, written review on Apple Podcasts. We will be up on Spotify soon. So seriously, this will help me out. This will help with the clout of the podcast um, and help me get on some um, local celebrity guests, uh, the more people that are subscribed. So um, please subscribe and leave a review. Also, please tell a friend about the podcast. Um, For every new person that listens to the podcast, Tony Kinsley will donate a Coors Light to a person in need. Um, And then in these pre-podcast notes, um, gosh, I'm already over a minute, so I apologize about that. I'm going to try to do some amendments and corrections from previous podcasts. So from the episode with my buddy Zach Forrester, we talked a lot about World War I history, and we could not think of the czar from Russia who was super influenced by Rasputin, and that was Tsar Nicholas. Um, So that's a correction. And then one of the other just kind of general corrections that um, my cousin gave me some feedback on, my wife and I, on the first episode, we talked about how there hasn't really been, you know, a huge technological change in our lifetimes. Um, And I have a lot more interesting thoughts on those things, and I think it'll come up in podcast conversations to come. But he just wanted to let me know, um, Amazon ordering online, the internet, the iPhone, all of those things um, are such huge improvements in technology currently, um, but we just don't really recognize it because we're living in the moment and there's been such an exponential growth of technology in our lifetimes. So it's not like it's not like there's one huge event that's happening. Um, the fact that two-year-olds are staring at iPhones all day and able to figure out how an iPhone works kind of skews our perception of technology these days. So um, shout out to Matt, um, shout out to Zach Forrester, um, and then shout out to Tony Kinsley for donating those Coors Lights. Um, Seriously, guys, leave a review and please subscribe. It'll help me out a ton. So uh, without further ado, here is episode five. All right, welcome to episode five of the Spencer Talks About Stuff podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Chad Maxey. And Chad Maxey is one of my longest uh, friends, I guess. We met in like sixth grade. Um, we have a lot in common, and Chad's probably one of the most interesting dudes I've ever met. So, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. Great. Chad. Do you want to give a short intro about yourself? You definitely don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I, a little bit, at least, uh, in terms of how you and I know each other. Went to middle school together. Uh, separate high schools, but remained friends. You definitely went the sports route, and I went a little more the arts route, yes. I would say. So we we have kind of a weird meet in the middle, which is, uh, I think, done us well over the years, Yes, ultimately. And I think it's rad that we can come back together and we have so much in common Yeah. Uh, outside of sports. 
Um, well, you're still, you probably know more about football than I do. Um, I, I really like football and I really <laughs> like soccer. Yeah. Outside of that, my knowledge is a steep cliff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we both love movies. Yes. Um, and I'm tempted to call the episodes that you come on the movie episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable <laughs> I, with that. But I don't know if it's because we're not just going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about the good episodes. Yeah. 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 Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we're going to talk about music. <laughs> Movies, probably some TV shows. So yeah. I don't know. We could call it like the pop culture episodes or something. Perfect. I don't know. Okay. Because I don't think you and I are going to get into a global pandemic or political <laughs> Not things. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So a shtick of this podcast is every guest has to bring uh, an alcoholic beverage of their choice mm-hmm. to share with me. And then we'll chat about it. And you got to tell me why you like it. Okay. So, cool. Okay where to start all right okay so i'm, I'm gonna crack it is it i didn't know if there was a quantity rule no 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 okay i mean sweet. when tony was here i feel like we drank a lot and then like when ben was here he had like three sips of his beer and i drank the rest of it oh perfect okay <laughs> so good uh so i i brought two different beers for us today okay and uh you grabbed the where i would probably start as well it is local from lost grove they have uh they've become probably one of my favorite spots in town. Really cool guys. Uh they they really take care of their product. Uh this one is Crumbling Herb. Okay. It's an IPA. All right. Uh to counter, I think it was Zach maybe <laughs> earlier in this about hops being too hoppy. Yes. And IPAs, that's just water. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, I got you. a little water in the pour, cup. Pour uh, some out for the homies. Pour some out for the homies. <laughs> Uh, I, I disagree with his, his whole, uh, anti hoppy hop thesis. I think the more offensively hoppy it is, the better. Okay. That's not this crumbling herb necessarily. That's just kind of just a good middle. Uh, but I, I do, do I introduce the second beer right now too? Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Cause I brought two like kind of taste bud offensive in this, my good way. So I just took a sip of this and yeah. it's not offensive to me at all this is like it's like smooth yeah this is like easy drinking it's super fresh yeah uh the other one i brought is their spring break 08 sour and i brought that because i love sours too i'm a huge fan of sours yeah just peak assault on your taste buds that's kind of what i go for i feel like i feel like the most sour okay is this one more sour than the barbarian no, Barbarian's definitely like got a corner on the market in this town for <laughs> like Skittle sours and it wasn't even the just when you when we mm. went there and we drank uh I don't know we tried like the weird beers mm-hmm. and then we had tacos mm-hmm. um they had a sour that was like I I took a sip of it and my face puckered more than it's ever puckered <laughs> yeah with anything they do a lot of really cool like barrel aged stuff and they do a lot of really unique souring stuff uh. That that is really really good, but can really yeah get your yeah get your jaws kind of oh my god yeah like you can yeah okay here's a deep cut for people uh I don't know I feel like I haven't thought about this since middle school um do you know what gleeking is yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. sour stuff makes you gleek totally for the uninitiated gleeking is (laughs) you can basically shoot spit out of your uh what do you even call that your Spit gland under your, your tongue. <laughs> your gleeker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like when you eat something that's sour, sometimes yeah. you accidentally do it or totally. like 
You, you try, can, you try, you, it's involuntary. You're trying to open your mouth to speak. Yeah. And, and you, you launch. spit everywhere. Yeah, like a quick <laughs> spray. Yeah, it can do that. Uh, this one's just, I believe Spring Break 08 is just a kettle sour. So it's kind of a very like, well, the kettle sour is it's soured in the kettle. Uh, and it's very like middle sour. Yeah. It's very tart, but it's not, you know, you're not going to find a ton of like fruitiness or yeah. anything like that. Um. So speaking of things that are assaults mm-hmm. on your taste buds, yeah, Chad is also a hot sauce aficionado. Oh, we both are. Um, maybe we should go eat a chip with that right. hot sauce. On it. <laughs> I wondered if I should for a later meeting. I'll bring hot sauce. Okay, or something. Uh, so I, I, I still truly, dude. Okay, I can't forget. I have to give you that Tabasco. Oh, the scorpion? The scorpion Tabasco sauce, because I truly believe it's hotter than the Mad Dog 357. Which is crazy. But it does, like, you look it up and it says it's 50,000 Scovilles. Yeah. And 357 is 350,000 Scovilles. Yeah. But I feel like maybe once you get above, like, 50,000, it's all kind of just terrible. It's the Wild West, man. (laughs) Scovilles get crazy. There's no, they, the same thing happens all the time. We just got a couple new, um, we got a Carolina Reaper sauce that supposedly, it's it's Carolina Reaper and like lime. Oh my god! It's, it's pretty much Carolina Reaper, and it's I wouldn't say it's nearly as hot as that Mad Dog. Yeah. Uh, same thing goes for Scorpion. You can get Scorpion hot sauce made by a company like Tabasco, like you're talking about. Or, yeah. Or was it is McElhenney or something? I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they McElhenney is the parent company of Tabasco. Is that actually it, McElhenney? Yeah, I think it is. Wow, nice. Yeah. Um, it just felt right. I felt like I'd read it. Somewhere. You knew it. Yeah. Um, do you want to try pulling that just a little closer? Not at all. Is that? Yeah. Does that sound weird in your ears? Not at all. Okay. No. Sorry. Continue. No, actually, sounds better. Continue with the hot sauce. Yeah, but Scorpion's funny because you can get something so commercialized and something so over the shelf and inexpensive that you're thinking it's going to be Scorpion's a that's that's a misnomer, right? Like that's not going to actually work. Well, I wonder if I but just then it's way hotter. I wonder if I got like a batch of it that mm-hmm. was inconsistent with right. the rest of it, and it's you just got the way bomb. hotter. You got where like yeah, yeah. a lot of the settlement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so this is going to be the movie episode. We'll probably get off on some tangents, um, but I. So so in full disclosure, Chad and I were going to start a podcast together. Yes. And it just so happened that, I mean, I, I'd like to talk to people about football stuff, like Boise sure. State related things and not just pop culture stuff. And so I think it just kind of evolved. Yeah. Into, well, you can tell it how it is too. I've, I've been difficult to pin down. Well, uh, and it's not your, f- I mean, I'm, I don't blame It's my you. fault. I had the child. <laughs> yes. Chad <laughs> has a six month old. Uh, coming up on eight. Coming now. up on eight yeah. months old. Um, so Chad's been very busy taking care of. His family and working and the COVID stuff was crazy. So yeah, it's been a wild year. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It feels like, uh, dude, it's already it's already more than halfway through June. Yeah, well, and this on the podcast note, I feel like just three or four weeks ago, maybe we were talking about it, figuring yeah. it out. Got real excited about it. Got together, did kind of a trial run. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a blast. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I have been unavailable for like. When you look at a calendar, like five or six weeks, yeah, 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 it's just crazy. Time flies. It's all good, but yeah. I think it's going to work out for the better. Yeah, because set the studio up in my house. Yes. You're 
my house is in between your work and your house. Yeah. So we will probably have a lot of post work. And I've still got the setup, so I mean, I can create a rival podcast if I need to. <laughs> if things in my life change, I don't think I don't think you, I don't think you on with anyone else or me on with anyone else will yeah. rival us together. Right. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, the questions that we kind of pre-prepared for this podcast. Um, I apologize. I'm pulling out my phone. Um, Rude. <laughs> so it's you didn't memorize yours. I mean, I kind of just kidding. Memorized. Uh, so this might be a rehash of our, I'm going to call it podcast number zero. Yeah. I think I tweaked mine a bit in okay. hindsight because okay. I realized some of my decisions the first time we talked, I just didn't feel like I could really elaborate on. Okay. You know, I feel they like, felt like dead ends. Eh, nah, no, I don't know. I feel like All we right. could still rehash some stuff too. Yeah. Also, I felt hilarious. like my uncut gems take was going to really not, it was going to be in disagreement to way too many <laughs> people uh, controversy is good and disagreement is good Perfect. because it causes Uncut people gems sucks <laughs> i think you have to caveat it yeah. with uncut gems sucks because the director wanted it to suck yeah they it's, make you uncomfortable it's the frantic and i just i don't yeah it's frantic it's it's disorganized it's basically adam sandler yelling for the duration of the movie and then it just like over, you know? Yeah. I don't know. On rewatches, I would probably find things to appreciate, but I don't see myself rewatching it to find those things. So yeah. And the, the the thing, the frantic anxiety inducing aspect of that movie. Yeah. I did not like, well, I liked that part of it, but the one thing I couldn't get over was the audio. How there yeah. was like ambient noise the whole time throughout the movie. Yeah, it did. It kind of felt like you were just like they had overhead mics and just maybe a mic on Sandler. They were like recording the streets. I don't yeah. know. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, what we're going to talk about. No, no, no. no. I'm, I love it. I love it. Back to. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to discuss our top three favorite movies and why. We're going to talk about our guilty pleasure movie. We're going to talk about our best safe movie, which is a category that I came up with. Safe in the sense that um, you could put it on and anyone would enjoy it. Like you you like you have this yeah. movie in your back pocket in case you need to entertain guests. And it's kind of all of these, I should clarify, are tough to narrow down. Yes. And I guarantee tomorrow I will have a different... Yeah. Yeah. That's what's cool about movies mm-hmm. is like totally. you're in different moods sometimes and yeah. you're like... Sometimes I want to watch a rom-com and sometimes I want to watch 300. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then director and then overrated movie. So th- those are my cool our categories that I, we are going to discuss. I added a couple. Categories? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? That's only if time permits. Time. I don't want to step on your toes. No, no, no. Time will How take us. I. <laughs> time will take us wherever we want to go. I was thinking favorite film franchise mm. could could be a discussion, okay. a bowl. And then uh, I also liked the idea of talking about our favorite movie that came out in the past year. Ooh, okay. Hell yeah. I gave you no prep time. I got them both. I'm telling you that right now. I got okay. them both. Cool. One of them is extremely obvious. <laughs> yeah, franchise is tough because there there's nothing. They're franchises for a reason, so there's no like... There's no mystery about what the big three to maybe 10 are. Yeah. So I can guess yours. I'm sure you can guess mine or what I'm torn between. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so I don't know who should go first. I, I would like... We'll go back and forth on our top three. So how about you start... Oh, you want to start on top three? Or do you want to start with something else? Well, I don't know. I let's mean, start with best movie in the past year. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Me? One, two... I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> you, you go first. Uh, 1917. For, oh. for sure. Yeah, I could have guessed that yeah. as well. Beautiful movie. And you saw it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Beautiful movie. And I don't even I think, like it... I don't like it because of the gimmick... I yeah. like it more because uh, it gave more exposure to World War One, and there mm-hmm. hasn't really been a great. It doesn't get the love. Yes, <laughs> the war love. It does not get the Saving Private Ryan love no. that it should. Right. So that's cool. It got a really good treatment. I think the sound design is insanely good in that movie. Yeah, that's that's a really good one to just watch, even if you're not paying attention to anything going on <laughs> in it story wise. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh Mine is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I never saw it. Oh, you sure? Uh, yeah. Okay. Premise of Jojo Rabbit uh-huh. is... It is a story that takes place in the... the uh, it takes place during World War II, ironically. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and it, The second best in World pro- War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and its, it's uh, protagonist is a young boy who is in the Nazi youth and aspires to be... Hitler, yeah. essentially. He idolizes Hitler. Uh, and it, that doesn't sound like a movie that you root for necessarily, yeah. but the the deal is that Hitler is also his imaginary friend in the film. Yeah. And so he sees Hitler and speaks with Hitler and Hitler influences him through that medium. But this young boy's mother, played by Scarlett Johansson, is uh, not on board with Nazism She's uh, kind of, I don't want to give it too much away. Ultimately, she is, I think it's public knowledge that she harbors a Jewish girl. Okay. In, yeah, yeah. In their attic space. And doesn't, and, the kids become friends. And, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's disturbingly sad, but it's also laugh out loud funny at times. Yeah. And it's really emotional, but on both ends of the spectrum. Um, as you'll find in talking to me about movies, I'm a huge fan of Taika Watiti. Oh, and he's in it and directs it. So of course I really liked it. Who he is. Uh, this is gonna, this would be a better segue into another movie that I want to talk about, but okay. he's a New Zealand filmmaker. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he yeah. works a lot with like Jermaine Clement. Uh, okay. well a lot would be a stretch, but he works with a lot of the known New Zealand people. Uh, he's really skyrocketed over the past, like five years in particular, he got Thor Ragnarok. He directed that. Uh, he's doing the Love and Thunder movie for them. Uh, and that's four? That's Thor four? Thor. Yeah. Thor, Thor, what, three? And then four, Love and Thunder. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Ragnarok is three. Three, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he's had a couple big blockbusters to kind of allow him time to money, I should say. So I know what movie you're referencing then when you say this. Uh, yeah. Do you want to keep talking about Jojo Rabbit in 1917? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that pretty much wraps up how I feel about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without giving like spoilers about 1917, I, I am going to promote World War One so much on this podcast. Yeah. And I hope people go and listen. I thought or, you were more of a two guy. I, I appreciate World War Two, but yeah. what I hate is that we didn't learn anything about World War One in yeah. high school or middle oh, yeah. school. For sure. And I found... Like within the past 
two years or three years maybe now, I got so obsessed with World War One and like I learned a bunch of crazy shit that I never even knew about. Yeah. So I highly recommend people just go read about it, how the U.S. got involved in it. Um, it was definitely not like a war that the U.S. was a prominent figure in. Yeah. Um, but Which definitely so counter to everything that we're taught. And, yeah, and that's probably why yeah. we didn't learn anything about See, it. Careful, man. We're bridging in. We're leaving the we're leaving the pop culture. And we're, I'm we're so close. I'm <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. Okay, I'm just so. Joking. So movie that was yeah. supposed to come out that didn't happen yet, um, I think because of COVID, or I could be wrong, maybe they released it before COVID happened, but the third Kingsman movie? Not out. Okay. It was called, or it is called The King's Men, and Rasputin from World War One. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched... Uh... I watched some documentaries. Oh my god! Because I got, I fell down a rabbit hole. There was something on I forget what it was called on Netflix. There was a TV series that he was. It was like a mini series that he was a, kind of a fairly prominent figure in. Okay, I'm never gonna think of the name of it, but it kind of sparked it. Yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. He, this what it, but this was it feels like forever ago now. So so he was gonna be one of the like main bad guys in the King's Men, which is like an origin story of how the King's Men Secret Service people. Yeah, September 18th. Okay, awesome. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. going to see it for sure. Nice. But then they also, it's rumored that a movie is going to come out with Leonardo DiCaprio where he plays Rasputin. Too. Oh, wow. And if people listening, that's, a, that's how this works. Well, if there, he, there's going to be, there's always two. Yes, totally. It, yeah. It's the Sith rule, man. <laughs> there's always two. Like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Like Olympus has fallen and the other one. Oh yeah. 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 White uh, house down. White house down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, was there was there a anaconda equivalent, Lake Placid and anaconda maybe close? You got a crocodile and a snake. Yeah, kind of. There, I'm with you though. It what? seems like there was another one that was. I think like there's another another snake movie. It's anaconda, the one where they're walking through the water with, and it's like they do like a point of view shot on the snake. Yes. Between, okay. Ice Cube is in it. Okay. And Angelina Jolie's dad. I forget his name. Nineties, correct. Yes, CG J Lo was the main character, I think too. Nice, yeah, in wow. Anaconda. Um, oh God, what John Voight is uh, Angelina Angelina Jolie's dad, and he's been in a ton of movies. I don't, do you know who he is? Isn't are they related in real life? Yeah. Okay, that's what you mean by saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Angelina Jolie okay. was not yeah. in Anaconda. <laughs> 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 I lost track of where we were at with that. Um, um, okay. So back to 1917, awesome yeah. movie. Rasputin wasn't a main character in it. It was following guys on the main, like the front lines, right. uh, Western front. Um, okay. So do you want a caveat into the New Zealand category? It's, first, real quick. It's weird that both of our favorite films from last year and two of the more popular films to come out last year were kind of centered around the two major world wars. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe there's a trend there. Maybe there's way more war films than I'm paying attention to. You just reminded me of another movie that came out. I yeah. believe it was in the past year. Um, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. That was in the last. Dude. Good year for Brad Pitt. Great year for Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, Every year is a good year oh for Oh, my Brad God. Pitt. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's too. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah he kinda, he, I figured he kind of dominated your year actor-wise. 
I, uh, I remember how stoked you were on Ad Astra. I highly recommend Ad Astra. Um, it Still might still haven't seen it. Oh uh, well, you could, dude. We Debbie and I saw it in IMAX, and it was like an unreal experience. That's what I hate when I miss things like that. Is I'm never gonna have. I shouldn't say never. Yeah, I'm unlikely to experience that. Yeah. If it continues to do well, does really well, gains a cool following, maybe I'll see it in 25 years on the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they do the, the And the throwback. IMAX is like an old, yeah. Yeah. I mean, check out this garbage They're, they're just going to be. Technology. Well, you know what I hate about the IMAX theater in Boise? Is the this. The most uncomfortable chairs. Oh, my God. The seats don't lean back. You yeah. can't lift up the, the armrests. And the floors. And you're sitting on boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, they need to upgrade. You should just put bleachers in there. <laughs> be better. <laughs> you can rent one of those yeah. back things like oh, at the yeah. Boise State games. <laughs> you can get one for the movie you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, take it home with you. Like the. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so much money to be made there. Like the reusable popcorn things for like Star Wars? For sure. You yeah. get a kit. You can get a bundle. with. A, <laughs> you get the seat pad. You get the popcorn. You get the 3D glasses. And some peanut M&Ms. Some peanut M&Ms. Yep. Yep. What's your favorite uh, movie snack? Oh, I thought you were going to ask some of my favorite M&Ms were. Uh, <laughs> What's your f- Both. Currently, fudge brownie. Dude, unreal. Yeah, so good. I bought one of those 16-ounce uh, bags the other day which yeah. i can't i feel like i can't find them in the normal ones mm. so i buy like the five dollar bag and i eat the Seems whole like thing an excuse yeah it kind of have you looked no i didn't look hard <laughs> <laughs> i didn't check but i assume they don't make them in that size uh my favorite movie snack popcorn yeah it's got to be popcorn yeah for sure my wife likes to load the purse you know oh yeah. she'll bring in little I don't know. We'll shop with like Sour Patch Kids and stuff, but yeah. always popcorn. Nice. For sure. I feel like Love you. Love my $8 popcorn. I feel like you and I one time in high school, it must have been high school. It must have been early high school. We went and saw a movie called Primal Fear. And I think like Edward Norton was in it. Or maybe maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. But it was about a crocodile in Africa that was like hunting people and they had to go kill the crocodile. Do you remember this? I remember seeing a movie... About that, but you, I don't remember what it is. That primal fear. I think no, maybe it was. It was called something. No phones. I keep wanting no to, phones, I keep wanting to check. No, you can't check. <laughs> okay, movie came out circa two thousand four, yeah. five, something like that. Okay, we went to Sonic before, and I put like yes. eight Sonic hamburgers in my sweatshirt. That's, <laughs> that's you in a nutshell. That's, no, okay. That's if I had to build like maybe sixteen character types. Yep. Putting food in your clothes seems to be like a recurring trend. For okay. I know what you're yeah. going towards and no. we, can't, we can't talk about this. <laughs> I wasn't talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we've all done really all stupid done things. things in our past. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of a friend that, uh, going to BSU games back in the day. I think I've told you this. He uh-huh. would, he would wear extra large sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I mean, not so large that they were comical, but large enough that he could put like probably, nine to 12 PBRs in them. Oh my God. And then we would just drink in the stands. And That's stuff. awesome. That was good times. Yeah. You were probably playing, busting your ass on the field and my friends and I were, that's not, that's not illegal, right? No. Like that was before they had, uh, I think uh, it was still legal to metal detectors. Ah, Oh my God. Do you want to know how shitty the security is at Boise state games now? Hmm. So I think they, they hire that MAV security. Okay. I'm just Disclam- uh, 
PSA though, we appreciate the uh, security team. At yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We totally appreciate the. <laughs> they the work great, hard. The great security. You know, um, things fall through the cracks. But when when they're waving people through the metal detectors mm-hmm. and the, it's going off with every single person, but the line is so long that yeah. they're not stopping anyone. They're like, just go, just go, just go. Yeah. It's like, is it just a deterrent or like, right. at what point are you actually going to check people's pockets or probably just a deterrent for the most part? Yeah. Just the presence. Shit, you go to a concert though, or some sort of large enough event that there's security check. It's, I remember. So my wife and I, we got free tickets maybe I want to say five years ago uh, to an Ariana Grande show at the arena at the Taco Bell arena downtown. Yeah. No particular interest in going other than let's go like see the spectacle because yeah. you know like grand grand stage sort of pop <laughs> situation. So we figured we'd go see like money at work on the stage production. Yeah. It was the security check was ruthless. I feel like it took 10 minutes by the from the moment we started dealing with security at the gate. Yeah. It took probably 10 minutes to buy a beer with no line. Whoa. I was, I, I guarantee I was the only person in that 20 minute pocket to purchase a beer at yeah. this place. And that was primarily because it was like 13 to 16 year old girls. And we find our seats, <laughs> sit down. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. And it's not Ariana's fault. It's was the it fact not- that all I hear is, the highest portion of Ariana's register uh-huh. ringing out through the speakers over inaudible, just mush of music. And you yeah. see the band playing on stage and it looks great and yeah. stuff, but like what's happening around you is just, it was brutal. Do you ever and think about everybody's wearing the ears? I'm not sure oh, why I told this whole like story. Fluffy, Mostly like I was talking ears. about the security was bad and I should have elaborated more on the security part, yeah, but whatever. yeah, they were, it was the Ariana shtick with the ears. And all the girls around us had like, it was like glow stick ears. And yeah. Just, we sat down and we were like, this was a mistake. So, so you were talking about her, was like a $10 beer. You were talking about her band on stage. Yeah. Do you ever think about the dudes that were like in bands like you were in, in high school and college and that become, and then making it is yeah. like, I'm the drummer for Ariana Grande. I wonder what the paycheck looks like for that guy. Not to to boil it down to money, but just out of my own curiosity, I wonder what the drummer or the one of the three drummers or however many guys are on stage, the percussionists, we'll call them, (laughs) for Ariana Grande's band. I wonder what one of those guys makes versus, let's say, uh, who who would be a, a currently touring successful drummer that maybe uh maybe the dude Chad from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I, I bet I bet Chili Peppers make a shitload of money. Yes. But once if it's you, boiled down to crew, uh, management. Yeah. You know, I just curious I'm just curious what the take home is. He's per a month. he's a very famous drummer though. I mm-hmm. would say a band like um I mean I, I don't know how it's always gonna fucking come back to this, but four years strong. Sure. Like I don't think those dudes make that much money. Right. It's a weird size band. Cause in this day and age, oh my god! Especially right now with COVID, you can't tour, and that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you make what you make off streaming, but that's from what I gather, that is garbage compared to Not what record best. sales were. You know, yeah. and then merch. Right now, there's so many worthwhile causes that that pretty much any medium sized or larger band is donating a huge portion of most of their merch sales to. Yeah, there's just not much left yeah. of that pie. 
So I think because Ariana Grande is so huge and she's a multi multi millionaire, yeah, I think her drummer probably makes out pretty well. I would think um, that's why. I think. And I think maybe like the top ten pop punk slash punk bands probably mm-hmm. do really well. But anybody outside of that, maybe not even the top ten, maybe the top five do really well. Yeah, but outside of that, I think they all make pretty average salaries. Yeah, probably at this point. Yeah. There are bands though. There's some medium, I would consider medium bands, medium sized bands uh, that I will follow on social media and I'll see them in their homes. I'm just blown away. Yeah. Huge property in expensive cities, beautiful yeah. homes. So I don't know. They could be struggling to make their mortgage payment every month. That's though. true. So. It could all be show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So sorry. No, uh, security's terrible at yep. Boise State Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariana Grande. Yep. Not the best concert. <laughs> right. Not ideal. Not for me. Uh, for many, though. Okay. So we both did our first... We both did our top movies in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was fucking incredible. Any Tarantino movie to me is like, yeah. he can't miss. Top. Yeah. It's a good year for movies. Yep. I, I agree. Yeah. It's going to be one of those, uh, you know, like 1994, how that's widely regarded as like one of the greatest years for movies ever. Have you heard that? No. Like Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Probably, no? probably like all the right moves. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not? What was, t- what was Tom Cruise making in 1994? I don't know. Top Gun was 80s, I think, yeah, right? I think Mission Impossible was late oh, 90s, right? Like it 96 may have been, or 7. It may have been 94. I don't know. Um, all the right moves. Okay, so... Let's move on and let's start with our top three favorites. Okay. So do you want to do like all three at the same time or do you want to like kind of go back and forth? Let's let's save the one that I know we share for last. Hang on one sec. Unless your list has changed. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to tell me. I can I cut spoke, it out. I spoke about a poster. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, let's skip that one. Okay. Um, Okay. Number. Am I going first? Are you going first? No, you're going first. Okay. No. Well, speaking of Tarantino, uh, one of my favorite is Pulp Fiction. Right. Yes. So, the reasons I love Pulp Fiction. Tell us why. Um, it the whole premise. I don't even want to say premise. Like when you're watching it, you feel like you're with a group of friends. Yeah. Like you feel like you're like interacting with them. You're like, oh, he said this and the way the camera moves and then he's going to say this. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of good banter, which yeah. Tarantino's known for like longer scenes with great dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of one shot. If you're listening in Pulp Fiction is also your favorite movie. <laughs> pick up your phone and call Spencer. <laughs> if you don't have Spencer's number, email the podcast i'm sure you have an email right no 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 no. i don't like, uh, him on his instagram if you, you have an instagram right if you have not watched pulp fiction set aside i don't know two and a half hours yeah. watch it it's unreal it's ridiculous and it gets better with multiple viewings as right. well um, lot, that's pretty much tarantino in a nutshell i feel like yeah really good even better the yeah. more you experience it um so another reason that i really like it is there's all these different scenes that you kind of forget are part of the same movie. Like there's a scene with Bruce Willis where he throws a fight. He's supposed to throw a fight, but he ends up knocking the guy out and killing him. 
And so like the mob is after him. Um, and that's in the same movie as like, uh, a scene where John Travolta is reading a book on the toilet and it's like a hilarious scene. So it's like, it's like all these crazy different scenes with like different tones Mm -hmm. are all in the same movie. And you kind of forget that they're part of the same story. Yeah. But they go together so well. It's like a Tarantino slideshow. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, it's awesome. And then, um, also the, the extreme violence of the movie is like, to a point where it's so shocking, and that's kind of like Tarantino also in a nutshell. Um, yeah. It's like, it's so shocking that it's like hilarious. <laughs> it's the old spaghetti western. Yeah. Like when he did Django. I mean, it's gratuitous blood. Well, and like in Tarantino, when he shoots the lady and she goes flying. Uh huh. It's oh, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. A it's stuff like that. picks her up and carries her across yeah, the room. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, I just love, I love movies where everything kind of, like there's kind of all these like ABC stories Mm -hmm. and then all of them come together at the end. So there's like three different stories and they all tie up well together with a nice bow at the end of it. And that's why I really like love that. So, okay. Your favorite. All right. One of your favorites. Yeah. I'll bring it back around. I actually had a really hard time picking three, uh, in the opposite direction. I really only have two on my list. Okay. And then I have 30, that I couldn't really put in the uh, spot. You know what I okay, mean? Yeah. Um, bringing it back around to New Zealand, uh, really putting myself in a corner here with my film date. <laughs> what we do in the shadows is my number one. Okay. Love it. Love it. Um, came out in 14. It's, it's a story of, it's a story of, it's a modern vampire story, which is pretty immediate turnoff for most people. But it's a New Zealand-based, once again, it takes place, I believe, Wellington. Uh, It's a group of, they're through the generations, through the centuries. They've all kind of landed here. They've they've been turned uh, at certain points throughout history, and they're flatmates now. Uh And the story essentially centers around, they turn a uh, younger hipster kid, hipster (laughs) in the New Zealand sense, uh, into a vampire. And it's kind of about his adjusting to that lifestyle, but the whole thing shot in a mockumentary style, uh, very, very New Zealand comedy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not so cultural, culture specific that it's, it's like closed doors if you don't have it or understand it sort of thing. Yeah. But it is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, nonstop jokes, but very, very inventive, uh, super for me, it's comfortable yeah. Big time. I watch it and it's just like putting on that warm blanket, you know, of like, it's exactly the sort of comedy and the sort of like storytelling device that yeah. I like and love. Uh, so I love that movie and it has since inspired. So let's see, that came out in 14 last year was the premiere of an FX series now based on the show also called what we do in the shadows. Yep. Um, I've really enjoyed that a ton second season. I've enjoyed way more than the first, but I enjoyed all of it. Is it is it the same director and same actors or is it same essential creative team? Yeah, but not actors. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a new cast. Uh, there are some cameos okay. here and there, but it's a new cast. Mark Hamill uh, was in season two Whoa. as a vampire, and he's hilarious. For those who don't know, that is Luke Skywalker. That is the voice of the Joker. Uh, his most famous role. His most <laughs> most well known <laughs> Batman comic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cartoon the well-known voice actor mark hamill <laughs> uh 
So that's fantastic. And then it also, there was a spinoff, Wellington Paranormal. I think that's what it's called, Wellington Paranormal. It's a New Zealand show, only airs in New Zealand, kind of hard to find here. Mm -hmm. uh, That's based on, there's a pair of detectives in the film that come out to the house a couple times, once or twice. To the what uh, we do in the shadows house, yeah, to the house that these 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 guys live in. So there's like a spinoff stuff. of a spinoff. So there's a so there's uh so this is in the in the film are the are the uh, officers, yeah, and then the series uh, Wellington Paranormal is based on those officers. So it's kind of bleeding into a lot of other <laughs> stuff. That's awesome. They they always joke. I call it a joke now. It was real for a long time, I think, but now it's more of a joke that they're going to make a sequel to the film called We Are Wolves. Uh, that is based on the werewolves in the film, oh. uh, which are great. It's a it's a fairly star studded cast now. Yeah, in 2020. Yeah, I don't think in 14 it quite was, but now you go back and watch and you go, that guy, that guy's been in some things like, oh, that guy, that guy too. Oh, that girl, like, so it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I have not seen it and it's on my list. Like, I actually might watch it tonight because Debbie has to go to work. Nice. I have some time. Yeah. I'll put the podcast together, but I think we kind of made a list of like five films last time we hung out. And I think the one that was on there that you watched since was her. Oh yeah. That was, I really enjoyed And I don't know that you did. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, but it was, there were, um, Oh man, I wasn't even prepared to talk about her. But well, and you don't have to. Well, give me your quick take. My quick take on her is it was a little too on the nose. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a little one note. Yeah. It, it was one thing that I don't I know. Recall. I I would say it's too, it's too obvious what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ending was kind of melancholy. I mean, and it's no Jexy. What's Jexy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jexy is a film that came out last year with, uh, Adam Devine. Okay. Uh, of, you, do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and many other good things. And, yeah. And I think he's hilarious. Jexy was kind of the epitome of like good, bad. It's obviously so not a good movie. Yeah. But it, I couldn't put it down. Does he fall in love with a computer? Yeah, oh yeah, he falls in love with his phone. Ah. That's, I should have tied that together sooner. <laughs> so anyway, it's about he's in World War One. And uh, no, I'm just joking. Oh my he, God. I was going to say, this is, sounds like the greatest movie. He falls in love with his rotary telephone yeah, with, with a payphone on the base. Yeah. He falls in love with his telegraph. You know, he's trying to talk to his girlfriend back home. Can't ever reach her. So him and the Dude, phone strike is there, up. Is there a sex scene in it? Like in her? Where there is he, a much, she's I like, there's she's a much like more aggressive. Sex she's scene. like beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> In her, it's a little more artsy. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. it's a little more, that's the only term I can think, that's a term, I think a lot of people hate that term, but that's the only term I can really attribute to the like sexual tension in her. Yeah. It's a little more nuanced. I mean, it's obvious, but it's not as Jexy as like, plug me in, like put put the charger in me, Yeah, take it out, put it back in, take it out, put so, it back in. So it's like- Oh, a, it's aggressive. Is it like a uh, like a raunchy kind of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is Adam Devine. And yeah. naturally, he has somebody in his real life world that he's trying to, he's hes forming a relationship with. Yeah. I didn't mean to talk about Jexy either. No, no, it's no. I'm, like, it's all good. <laughs> uh, I've never even heard of it. Perfect. I don't know that it's available to stream anywhere, but <laughs> if it is, you know. They tried They tried to get rid of it. one of those afternoons. <laughs> they it, tried to get rid of it, and Chad yes. has the only copy. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just like the phone. He tries to get rid of the phone and it keeps coming back. I try to forget about Jaxie and it keeps coming back. Oh my God. Uh, uh, so yeah. So Jaxie is like sabotaging his real life relationship and stuff. Yeah. I just, her was, it was like, we've lost touch with reality. People like his day job is, um, he sends letters between couples and he mm-hmm. writes them for them. Yeah. And it's like people have lost their sense of like belonging, like human to human contact. Yeah. His job is to essentially fake. Yeah. Relationships. Fake, fake might be the on the surface portion of that feeling, but he, his job is to fake yeah, emotion for others in the form of like greeting cards. And, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was well done. Obviously like, yeah cinematography sound like the way they integrated him playing music and her playing music into the film was awesome. Very cool. Um, I just don't, I can't buy that some, that people would be cool with you like dating your phone, Chris Pratt, how Mm -hmm. he's, he says, Oh, I'm dating an operating system. And Chris Pratt's like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Let's go to the park. Yeah. It's like, I don't think it will ever get to that point. I hope not. Like the the yeah the realistic aspects of that movie. If mm-hmm. you can like, what do you call it? Um, um, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. If you can do that while watching that movie, it's mm-hmm. an awesome movie. But like sure. to, to me, I kept thinking about like, okay, you it's know, a, it's, it's a t- little too modern looking for it to have been so advanced technology. Well, maybe too. It look it looks like it took place you know five years ago. I thought I thought that they had some subtle things that oh, made it look true. futuristic. It's like, been a little while since I've seen it. It does seem like transport and stuff was kind of wild, right? Yeah, transport was weird, and then the guy's pants were like different. They were like higher. Ooh. Do you remember that? A little bit. Now that as soon as I said what I said, <laughs> it occurred to me that it'd been long enough since I've seen it. You're right. I think there's a lot of little things, things throughout his apartment or whatever. Yep. That stuff seemed realistic to mm-hmm. me. And the way he was like playing the video game. Mm-hmm. was seemed realistic for like a bachelor who's by himself. He goes home and he plugs into this game. Yeah. You know, I don't Did you know. watch black mirror. Yes. Have you seen the one, uh, where they, that's, where Oh the guy my God. Does. He comes up. I got, maybe I e- shouldn't go. No, no, no. no. I got go. an earful from Debbie about it, yeah. but I have not, I've not actually watched it. I, th- I feel like I know yeah. everything about that episode. But never. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it became one of those episodes that was, so is that, is that the fourth season of, or the fourth series of shit? like episodes that they released. So they, they recently black mirror re- recently released three episodes and that's like the newest season. And one of them's it's not in that it's prior. Oh, it was prior to it's that prior. It's, it's I right. Thought it, I, I thought think it it's right along. at the tail end. Again, I want to grab my phone, but I won't grab my phone. I think it's right at the tail end. You know, I'm realizing how much I do depend on my phone and this God is damn good. You her. No, this is good. I put because that Australian accent on Siri and she gives me all the information <laughs> I need. I put I'm the, only 10 years away. So I put the South in my I put personal the life. New Zealand accent on Siri. Is there a New Zealand accent? There's a New Maybe Zealand Maybe mine accent. is New Zealand and I keep thinking I have an, and it's so distinctly different <laughs> that that's. Oh my God. Okay. Can I, can I get into yeah, something real quick? Sure. Okay. So we did one of our top movies. Um, I, I would like to talk about safe movies. Yeah. But I want to keep talking about accents with the safe movies. Okay, perfect. Because well, we've talked about this. About I, accents? I have, a, I have a very specific safe movie. Well, not so much safe as my comfort movies, my guilty pleasures, my actually what I watch, not what I'm trying to be like. This is a 
good film yeah you know when i'm trying to just chill yeah oh accents are like key and everything Dude. Hey, including my favorite what we do in the shadows are we talking is your favorite safe movie or comfort movie is it love actually it's very close okay yeah is it a british one no it's just that we've richard curtis who wrote love actually yeah has written probably like three of my top films okay i love what that guy does yeah. he has a knack for writing something about quaint english or like anywhere in the uk pretty much it kind of circulates a little yeah. bit, i guess but it's primarily english uh comfort films yeah it's like love actually is kind of his penultimate i think yeah um because since then it seems like he had kind of a a little bit of a downturn yeah. maybe in terms of popularity because he did like notting hill and okay. stuff prior yeah so is so, love actually your safe? No, 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 or no. Or is it nowhere on your list? No, I want to talk about British accents. <laughs> okay, perfect. Nice. But what? Okay, what is your safe movie then? Well, actually, my safe movie is not necessarily what I grouped in there. One of my uh, guilty pleasure movies is about time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we Which talked about that. We did chat about. Yeah, so Donald quick- Gleason, Rachel McAdams, uh, Margot Robbie, uh, Bill Nye. It's, I mean, it's a, again, a stacked cast. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's another movie. I have a knack for liking movies that when you explain them, they sound fairly shallow. Like what <laughs> we do in the shadows. Oh, it's a mockumentary about vampires in yeah. modern time. And you're like, nah, yeah. vampires kind of played out. Uh, it is about a, a guy, uh, Domino Gleason who is having his, it's a milestone birthday. I feel terrible for not remembering now. It's 16th or 18th birthday. And he is pulled aside by his dad. And his dad tells him that there's a generational anomaly within their bloodline that in a dark space with deep focus, they can travel through time. Yeah. And I think it only begins at this age that he just turned. That's why he's telling him. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously, does it, does it fast forward to when he's older or does it all take place? Like when he's 18? No, it moves around. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a lot of doing something, thinking he, he didn't do it quite right. Going back, doing it again. Gotcha. Getting a little further, you know, wash, yeah. rinse, yeah. repeat source, thing. source code. And so he meets Rachel McAdams is kind of, she's the love interest clearly. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm borderline not allowed to watch Rachel McAdams films at the house because easy I on love the, her. Easy I on the eyes. Her. And my wife, I think it drives her crazy <laughs> a little bit. She accepts it, but I think she regulates it. So yeah. uh, he, he meets her. <laughs> this is after, it's kind of twisted because his sister's friend is Margot Robbie and she comes to stay with them for the summer. He's kind of in love with her, but she very clearly is like, no thanks, dude. Yeah. So she's like the girl that he could never, you know, yeah. have any sort of relationship with. He meets Rachel McAdams in a, I've never seen these here and I'm sure they're a thing like they're, they're uh, dark dining. Like you can't see. Oh yeah. 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 Probably in like New York or Chicago or yeah. some big city. And that's exactly it. I mean, I think this is like, I think this is like right in London. Cause he, goes, it's gotta be downtown. He goes London. to the big city. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they meet, they, you know, hit it off. Uh, things don't go quite according to plan. He messes up here. He messes up there. He goes back in time and it's, it's told in such a grounded way that he never steps into a time machine. There's never any hokey, like, 
uh, there's never any back to the future. That, that's that's what it. I that's what I remember from watching that movie because I have mm-hmm. seen it, but I watched it. It's got to be. I probably watched it right after it came out because I know you and yeah. I talked about it last time, but it came out later than I thought. Yeah, I think we discovered it was like fifteen or sixteen or yeah, seventeen um, or eighteen. Ooh, it was somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was somewhere the late, in the, the decades. Late aughts. <laughs> the the no, tens, the late, late tens, <laughs> pre roaring twenties. Um, yeah, they. That's what I remember about it is they time travel, but it's not. It's such a small part of the story that yeah. you like forget that it even absolutely. Happens. Yeah. yeah, it's a storytelling device, but it's by no means a plot. Yeah. It's more about the characters. It's not about the time travel. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it's all in the Richard Curtis comfort. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It all feels Warm blanket. Great soundtrack. Crackling logs. Yeah. Tea. Cup of hot tea. (laughs) A bunch of British accents. (laughs) Okay. So this is my thing. No cockney. Dude. I... You knew exactly where I was going. Okay, I went on a deep dive about yeah. Cockney, which mm-hmm. if you've ever heard, it's, I don't know. It's I, the I don't most know. offensive thing you could, it's if you were trying to do a very aggressive, and I don't know the area well enough so to I, know the neighborhoods. I know regions. now. Okay. I know what it is. It's something about like the working class families in the 1800s and like turn of the century, whatever. They they had this accent that wasn't like the posh accent. It was like the yeah. working class accent. And there's a term. Choppy. Well, if you could hear the bell tower ring, you spoke that accent. And I don't know which bell tower it was. I don't think it was Big Ben. It was like something else. Yeah. Um, but they also started mm-hmm. using um, rhymes to like replace words. So oh, they wow. would say like, instead of saying, what's the time? They'd go, what's, what's the lemon and lime? And, ah. and that that like you're supposed to know well, that, I love that that lime rhymes with time and that's the and they would say stuff like that wow they would say stuff like that because they didn't want the cops to know what they were saying and then they got so deep into it that they they would say words in place of other words without the like rhyme they would just say what's uh what's the lemon <laughs> and you're supposed to know like what's oh lemon what and lime it? time <laughs> yeah or like like I don't want to end up. Uh, I don't want to end up like butter and bread. So it'd be like I don't want to end up dead. dead. dead yeah, yeah. So they'd be like I don't want to end up butter. You know, and awesome. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's so much cooler than any other language. <laughs> it's like it was code <laughs> or but, dialect, but I people. Guess, but yeah, people still speak it. So uh, have you seen Hot Fuzz? Obviously, you've seen Hot Fuzz. Yeah. When the old, um, the old guy. On the farm, mm-hmm. I think his swan got stolen. I don't even remember what happened. But he's he's talking to the like posh British guys, and they need an interpreter. Like the he's like yeah. just mumbling like oh, and then like what did he say? <laughs> but then there's like the posh version that you hear the royals speak, and they're yeah. like, "Hello, I am going down to the street to do some things." Yeah, wild. Well, yeah, and, it's and just, naturally that's the version that it succeeded. Yeah, it's just weird or that there's all these too. There's all these different types yeah. of I, I mean, especially like when you watch Harry Potter. Hagrid oh, yeah. talks a certain way, different than how Harry talks, and then yeah. like Professor McGonagall speaks in a Scottish accent. For sure. But like as Americans, I feel like most Americans are so like they don't even think about it. They think it's all just British. Yeah. You know. Huh. But but I so my one of my safe movies 
where they use a ton of Cockney mm-hmm. is, um, well, I shouldn't call it one of my safe movies. It's a genre. It's uh, it's one director. Okay. Huh? Nothing. No, no, no. It's one director. Uh, Guy Ritchie. Okay. Is yeah. my huh. like like Sherlock Holmes with yeah. uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie, in my opinion. Another, it's another Rachel McAdams movie. Oh yeah, yeah. she's mm-hmm. awesome in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I should adjust and her, get closer to the mic. And her acting is so good too. Terrifying. Um. But like no, she's in, great. No, she's like yeah, everything she's in, she's super stellar. And so uh, I want to boil it down to other reasons. So so another another movie uh, that Guy Ritchie directed is Snatch, where mm, uh, yeah. Brad Pitt is in it, and he plays a guy that Telling he, you. He, what do you call? Uh, he's like a gypsy. He's like a wandering gypsy person with he's this like, group of people. A bit of a grifter. Yeah, but he speaks Cockney. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you cannot understand what he's saying, and you need an interpreter to figure out what he's saying. Wow, I didn't. You know, the Cockney thing I didn't think would come up, dude. I I'm so much more into it right now. I love yeah. reading weird stuff about like yeah, why it's English, sure. but you can't understand it. I really need to have more interesting Wikipedia searches. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, gonna, I was spending way too much time on things I'll never understand. Take, so I should probably dial it back. Take a deep dive on Cockney, and then take yeah. a deep dive on Rasputin. Those are my two uh, things to Wikipedia. Okay, so, yeah, I will. Okay, I'll um, revisit those docs. Moving on. Oh, my safe movie. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yes. I interpreted this very broadly. Uh, conveniently for me, it's a director I love. And it's a film franchise I love, a comic franchise I love, everything about it I love. It's actors and actresses that I love, The Dark Knight. Oh. I think that is a movie that whether you intend to watch it or not, if you catch two minutes of it, you're watching the rest of it. You'll watch it. A great scene will suck you in. Yeah. Yeah. I think a moment will suck you in, in yeah. that film, for me at least, and for uh, most people. No, I'm just joking. There's probably... <laughs> People listening, they're like, that movie blows. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think anyone can watch The Dark Knight and objectively say this is a not bad good. movie. Yeah. yeah. You can maybe dislike it yourself, but right. appreciate. I have parents uh, on both sides, both my mom, stepdad, my dad, stepmom. None of them like The Dark Knight trilogy. And yet. That is weird. If there is an action movie to be sensed yeah. on this planet, they're seeking it out. They don't like it. It's too dark. For them, yeah. they say. And I can't help but feel like it's just a superhero movie made by a quality, like, nuanced filmmaker yeah. who understands, like, the scope of, of of shooting something. So there's a lot more darks than lights a lot of the time because he actually so they don't handles like it. that so well. They don't like the lighting in I the think movie? They don't like the lighting and they don't like that it's borderline terrifying because it's so grounded in reality. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that makes it You can't better. watch Thor battle on Asgard and be <laughs> yeah. like, Oh shit, yeah. that's a football team stadium getting blown up. And then you watch dark Knight rises and you're like, this is haunting. That's the um, Steelers. Yes. And Heinz Ward was in it. it he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big deal at the time. The Gotham city Knights. Right? Oh. No rogues. Oh, I, Uh-oh. I don't even remember. Ro- I think rogues. Okay. Great yeah. scene in that movie, by the yeah. way, where he's running back a, a kickoff. I think again, haunting though. That movie is, that movie pushes it. Just, I think Dark Knight struck the perfect blend of uh, you're watching a Batman movie, 
but it's very real. There's yeah. real there's real stakes. Well, it's like a crime movie dressed up as a superhero yeah. movie. It's like heat. Christian Bale is the epitome of billionaire playboy <laughs> yeah. when he's rolling around with those girls in the fountain at the restaurant with oh his ex girlfriend well, and he, her boyfriend and everything he, about it so perfectly Bruce Wayne and yet he encapsulates and he brought a you know, he brought the real gravel yeah. man into yeah. the fray. Uh or at least repopulized it. Um Anyway, yeah. yeah, and then Dark Knight Rises pushes that into territory that is pretty goddamn terrifying. Yeah, I like how they explore. Um, I mean, I, you can say what you want about like what this means in real life for movie franchises, but how um, they go to China mm-hmm. in the movie, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously to pander to the Chinese audience. Um, but yeah. in in the movie universe, I think it's a rad scene. Um, mm-hmm. Him leave the country. Oh yeah, which I don't know if that happens like in the original comic ever. <laughs> yeah, not often. Uh, really, only to like mess with people in the U.S. Frankly, yeah, I'm, I'm not. It's not like I've read every run of Batman, but at least the bulk of the popular series, he's not. He's not ditching out. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he trains with Ra's al Ghul overseas oh, in the comics. At maybe all. he does. Like he does in uh, in Batman. That Batman. would make sense. Totally. But like he doesn't do missions in other countries, right? He's like he like he's not per- yeah he's not like a special ops mission like getting pulled off of buildings by hooks on planes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he protects Gotham. Yeah, he doesn't go. Dark, Dark Knight is a film that that is the first movie I have seen. Um, I saw midnight premiere, and that was like back in true midnight fashion, yeah. and it's like a three hour movie. So that was basically like two thousand eight. Yeah, is that right? So that was like basically seeing a movie at dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was getting light out when I left. Yeah, and then I went back and saw it three more times while in theaters because I just couldn't wrap my head around how goddamn good it was. Yeah, and I had to keep taking other friends back and yeah. stuff. Uh, so that's the only time I've seen a movie beyond two times in theaters. Yeah. Oh man, I've seen a lot of movies beyond two times. In I theaters. saw Deathly Hallows two twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get enough of that either. Oh man. Debbie and I took a deep dive. I don't know if you listened to the me and Debbie episode, episode one. Mm-mm. Um we took I a will. deep fucking dive on Harry Potter. I read the description and I assumed there was some HP in there. Pro- That's honestly we could ditch this whole thing and talk Harry for like probably six hours. I'm gonna give you one thing. Yeah. Um uh, by you the way, you read the books more recently than I have. I think yes. didn't you just read them like a year or two years ago? Maybe more. Time flies. Again. I think I finished seven, seven. I finished seven maybe a year ago now. Okay. Um, okay. I read them in probably like five years. Yeah, and I, I, I really enjoyed rereading them. Um, Debbie, Debbie is such a snob for uh, reading books that yeah. she's like, she's like, I don't like the style of it, you know, and that yeah. kind of bugged her how they were written or whatever. But she's also reading. Philip K. Dick. She's reading like a bunch of different classic Dude, books. J.K. is digestible reading. Oh, to me, the there, best. Yeah, there's there's nothing twisted about it. There's yeah. there's just enough twisted about it. Yeah, to feel like you've you've been through it, but it's not. Okay. Anyway, so so comparing the books to the movies, th- this is just my one thing yeah. that I wanted to ask you about, and mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about this in person, but I had not seen six or seven part one or seven part two mm-hmm. and that's why i wanted to rewatch the movies because yeah. i hated five so much i don't think we ever talked about the films when you got through them at that time maybe we did i thought maybe we did last time we came over to your house briefly but um okay i, I remember 
What? I remember when you got in the books, it was pro- it was in the fourth one, I think. Uh-huh. I think it was in Goblet. You called me and you said, hey. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's out of the blue. This is like on a Saturday at like 3 p.m. I yeah. Think. I'm pretty sure I was at like, I'm pretty sure I was at like a brewery or something. This is why I like love- this I, is why I love our relationship because I can call you any fucking time and yeah. we can talk about the stupidest shit. Well, yeah, you call me and you go, hey, I think there's something mildly happening because you're hitting me up kind of out of the blue. Yeah. I'm going to talk in like maybe a week or two. And Dude, I have me, something important am- to tell I'm you. amongst other people. Yeah, and I go, whoa, Spencer's calling me. Let's see what's up. Grab my phone and you go, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, oh, not much. Just hanging out with some people. We're at a brewery. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I, I was just thinking, so... If like Moaning Myrtle or no, it was the, it was the mermaids. No, no, no. It was Moaning Myrtle. It was something. Was it? Cause you were asking if, if the you, plumbing. No, 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 no. You in the movie or no, in yeah. the book, this doesn't the plumbing, happen. In the, movie. the plumbing ends up in the lake. Yes. You flush the, the toilet. The plumbing system is lake bound. You flush the toilet and Moaning Myrtle ends up in the lake. Yes. So all the poo in Hogwarts ends yeah. up in that freaking lake yeah you had figured out the plumbing system at hogwarts <laughs> and then there's in goblet they're swimming in the lake there's you know there's mermaids living in the lake yeah they're yeah. swimming in all their poo and you called me and said do you think that that part i think you asked do you think that that was thought through do you think <laughs> are they just living in shit all the time you, you can start poking holes is there a filtration system at the lake because yeah. moaning myrtle could just pass through filtration right yeah, I guess that's true. Whoa, I didn't mean to, I don't, I should have brought that up the first time we talked about this. I think when you called me, I was like, oh my God, you're right. No, wow. I, I don't think there's a filtration system. Shit because, lake. Dude, they fucking use candles and like, are we cracking beer too? I think we are. This is, this is spring break 08. Okay, this is a sour. sour. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Bubbly. Delicious. Tart. It's tart, but it's not, I don't know. I feel like I could sip this all day. Yeah, I found a lot of great comfort in Lost Grove. Yeah, yeah, they've been a good, uh, they've been a good brewery to me, yeah. especially through this pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, spent many of my pennies there. Coors Brewery mm-hmm. has been good to me. <laughs> yeah, just off local. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. just on the other side of the Rockies. Yeah, but really. they're owned by they're owned out of country now, which is kind of a bummer. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Anheuser Busch. I tend to do the bulk of my beer consumption locally. And I think it's not so much that I'm intentionally, I mean, part of it is that I'm intentionally supporting those that I like here locally and work hard and make a good product. But it's also that I genuinely think we have some of the best beer on the West coast right now. I obviously know a lot about the Northwest, uh, Portland, Seattle love. Yeah. Portland's brewery. Uh, heights, I'll call them. Yeah. I, every time I go through and I make a run through breweries or I, or I get beer from there or I do pretty much anything involving Portland breweries, I always come away thinking that Boise has really brought their game to the next level. I, I didn't have an appreciation for it until we went to Barbarian together. Yeah. And to see like the, the number of beers they brew and yeah. like the number of crazy different things. Like there's something for literally everyone. Like if, there is, even if you don't like beer, you can get something you like. Yeah. There. So, uh, barbarian is, they don't distribute. 
and they do not uh they don't they don't ship out their product in yeah. any way whatsoever so they are capable of holding 26 taps on purely rotating i mean they might have their you know eight to ten maybe if i'm guessing like normal like ones. normal they they constantly roll those out but even they they have the freedom to take their flagship beer their let's call it like their fenrir like one of their or little wolf like one of their ipas one of their staple ipas yeah and they have the luxury of saying you know what let's try a hazy let's yeah. just let's just tweak that brew process on that beer recipe let's put hops in later let's try something different yeah and they can do it because yeah. they don't have a quota to fill <laughs> yeah. for the shelves at the grocery store. Yeah. And that's really cool and also probably really handicapping in that I don't think their product stays on the same lines and the same taps nearly as long, obviously. So maybe there's a little more contaminated flavor yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, I won't say anything disparaging, but I, I, I like I, it is easier to get a little bit of a off product there i i feel like that's more the best i feel like that's more authentic yeah like i kind of prefer maybe having an off beer here and there yeah instead of like i mean you can branch out but like if you go and consistently buy coors all the time it's always going to be exactly the same 100 percent. yeah yep so it's it's a well it's 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 a lot of it's you know machine process it's very finite yeah i mean yeah. it's on an assembly get, line yeah the product you get is measured exact yeah uh super side note i've been <laughs> brewing with my brother-in-law scott and beer has always been a hobby of mine um, have you are you currently right now yeah we got a oh. we got a nice uh we got a nice uh mead going right now <laughs> we're we're pretty new in it we're trying different is, things is but. mead made from fruit me or, this is a honey mead. So oh, this oh, is okay. yeah. So this will this will this will take uh it's been on for well it's been f- it's been in fermentation for like four days, five Whoa. days. So we're a ways out. I mean we're it's usually I mean like three to four week kind of thing. To ferment? Yeah, before Whoa. and which is really cool because pretty much I mean mead requires not a lot of work. Yeah. Uh it's it's Ninety percent of brewing is disinfecting and keeping a clean and measured workstation. Yeah, uh, which is really fun. Honestly, I love. It's just it's like science class. Yeah, and at the end of it, you get beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's really cool. So we're still kind of dipping our toes in that, but uh, so him and I spent a lot of time talking about the process and talking about the local guys and yeah. talking about what we like and don't like and stuff. Um, and that's kind of where my that's kind of where I I don't have a ton of hobby time right now, but that's something that uh, I really enjoy. So there's a good chance when you and I get together to talk Ooh. down the line, I'm yeah. going to start bringing beer with me. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. So mead is a staple of like the nights way back in the day. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is uh-huh. because, did you ever read Redwall? No. The name seems awfully familiar so it was about um (laughs) it's gonna sound so stupid when i try to explain it like animals who were knights and i think the the main character was like a rat yeah and they lived in uh you know oh my god castles do you know what i'm talking about yeah tell me tell me this will tell me if it's what i'm thinking of (laughs) is it a novel yes oh yeah yeah yep i know what you're talking about and there were tons of them there were like seven different ones cool um but they always talked about how they drank mead 
Yeah. And I just know that mead was invented like in oh yeah the UK way back in the day and oh yeah knights drank it. Yeah, mead mead is like a like a boiled water honey combo uh, that you do you add the same yeast. Thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So well, so it's the same sort of thing where uh, you do create like a yeast mead or uh-huh. a yeast blend. Uh, you add it. You you know fermentates through that process. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's gonna be cool. It's real light duty beer work, mostly like honey water work. Yeah, and then the honey acts as a natural disinfectant. It's really cool. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So, do you got? Have you been to Brewers Haven? I have. Yeah, that's, I will be going there a lot more over the next year. I figured they have hops and yeah. barley and oh yeah, wood chips and everything you need to flavor. I'd love your beer. to get down to. Have you ever had Ballast Point? You ever had beer from there? It's a no. San Diego brewery. Uh, they've been through all sorts of ownership changes over the last maybe five, six years. So their, their quality of product and their availability of product has done a lot of ebb and flow. Ups and downs. Yeah. But, uh, they have their own home mart, uh, where they sell, I mean, you can get every sort of hop that exists on the planet. Yeah. And, uh, I would, that's my dream. Yeah. Shoot down there and spend a, a grand on beer supply. Okay. So here's a small little caveat. Speaking of hops. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. Okay. I got two ideas burning through my skull now. Nice. Um, first one, Ben Simpson, who was on the podcast, uh, last time episode four, he's from Durango, Colorado. And when Debbie and I were down there for the 4th of July, we hung out with these people who owned like this little venue where they're, they would host weddings and stuff, but we had a 4th of July party yeah, like at this wedding venue. And it was incredible but it was this young couple who had three kids and they were converting the venue into a hop farm and so it was the first time i'd ever seen hops growing yeah and it was very interesting because it's like it's kind of like an orchard but you know there's there's a huge wooden thing built over the hops and they have strings running down that the hops grow up yeah um and they they started selling their hops to local breweries and they're making a shitload of money. Did you think it was a weed farm? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. It 100%. looked like a weed farm. Yeah. Yeah. Which in Colorado is kind of like yeah. everywhere. It blended in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hops are incredible. And we have such a huge hop development world here. Have you, have you driven out to like yeah. Silver City? Oh no, not that direction. I mean, I There's, have, but I haven't watched for... You'll drive by two at least two hop farms wow cool yeah i'm thinking of on the way out to like the parma area or through like uh homedale gooding i'm trying to think of what the actual town is out by wine th- country around here i think it was homedale and gooding because those are yeah. on the way out there too yeah so yeah. hop farms galore now yeah. on the way to wine yeah which is cool yeah crazy yeah. um anyway and then the other thing that reminded me like the hop farm thing when debbie and i did our road trip through germany mm-hmm. dude Literally the only thing you would see driving on the Autobahn, hop farms and solar panels. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was so cool. Damn, we should have a Europe episode too. We just talk about Europe and our experiences. I'm I'm about it. I'm all about it. I didn't know you went to Europe. I've been to Europe. I did not know that. I've been to, (laughs) are we doing this now? I'll give you a brief rundown of where I've been. You can tell me where you've been. Way cooler places. You've done a lot more uh, like heavy in-depth Europe. Not really. Well, so I've been to London, Gibraltar. Uh, I've been into Spain. I didn't know you went to Gibraltar, dude. Hell yeah, dude. What? Yeah. I had monkeys on me, you know, the whole Gibraltar When experience. did you go there? 
2008. I was 18. Whoa. Yeah, it's been like Holy 12 smokes. years now. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Spain, I've been up into like uh, Monaco and Nice and stuff in France. And then okay. I've been to Rome and uh, pretty much all the Mediterranean hotspots. Was it all been through. one trip? It was. It was like a two, three week trip. Something like that. Two weeks. Was it a cruise? It was a cruise. How did I know that Chad Maxey goes on cruises? <laughs> I love cruises, man. Yeah. You can get them for pretty cheap right now. Uh, we've been looking. Yeah. I haven't been on one in a long time. Yeah. I should clarify. Uh, and I know cruises are not for everyone, but I could also do like a why you should take a cruise podcast sometime. I think, I don't know. Europe is definitely one that I, I will redo uh, once it's very much on our on our list right now of once we can reliably either leave the kid or kids or whenever we get around to this yeah and and go or yeah. they'll have to be old enough to go um well you're because i want to i want to do what you guys did especially based on my experiences in certain regions i want to fly in yeah. rent a car yeah do the whole thing yeah that's Every something that we really try and do with cruises, because I think people hear cruise and go, well, then you didn't experience any of it. You get off the ship and you you do rent a car like you or, go. or you get on a train. Yeah. Like we got, I mean, pretty much everywhere in Europe, especially the second you get off the boat, man, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm not going to hang out there and hang out on the beach in the shopping yeah. town. Yeah, because they put uh, the shops up with totally. there's high a bo- There's a billboard and- every everywhere you walk off. Yeah. Uh, Rome, you have to go inland. But everywhere else, and Rome was like two or three days, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. But like France, I mean, get off the ship, get like as far as yeah. you can in a relative in like a ten hour window. How far can I get? What can I do? <laughs> yeah, and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i I would definitely do a Mediterranean cruise. <clears throat> the Mediterranean interests me a ton, just because of the Roman Empire. Yeah, and I like going That's around. Remarkable. I like going around to those towns um, that were former like Roman towns because like mm-hmm. every single town has ruins. Oh yeah, and like there's fifty plus coliseums. Yeah, that nobody knows about. They right. only know about the one big coliseum, but there's one in Croatia that's like ginormous and it's more intact. And than, it wasn't robbed by Roman Catholicism. When yeah, they wanted to yeah. build their town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't like build a bunch of stuff over yeah. it. Yeah, Italy is like devoid of all the marble. And yeah. all the, I mean, everything's just rock ruined, torn apart. There's yeah. McDonald's and like every Pantheon. Yeah. There's like a McDonald's right across from the Pantheon. <laughs> yeah, there is for sure. Yeah. It's the same thing when you are in like London, uh, where you're like driving on the highway and you're like, Oh, Hey, look, Stonehenge, like right off the highway. And there's a subway. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's, I was actually leaning toward, uh, one of the castles. What was the castle that I was at a castle and right like in the, the little walled village right around it. Yeah. There's like a three story McDonald's and there's like a Burger King. Yeah. Just, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I recommend, um, I mean, I'm not like by no means am I an expert on travel or Europe or anything, yeah. but the way I've done it every single time I've gone, rent a car and drive around yourself yeah. because you get so much freedom, especially if you're in the EU you don't have to like do border checks and stuff. You can just drive wherever you want. You're never going to have, I mean, no matter how you do it or like I talk about getting off the ship and getting out still, you're on somebody else's clock yeah. like all the time. Yeah. No matter the experience you have. 
And I think you're in that car. You you choose what you do. You get stories that you would never get otherwise. Stopping at gas stations is like one of the coolest parts of being in Europe yeah. in a car. Because you get an experience. It's like, oh, the toilet's different. Oh, they have way different flavors of Doritos. 100%. Yeah. You're experiencing what the normal the average yep. of that that country experiences yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not you know the the guy that lives there near like nice france is not going to get on a train go to monaco and check out like casino royale and check out all the yachts yeah yeah yeah. it's not like his thursday afternoon yeah you know <laughs> so regardless of how cool it is and how many things i see and how many like foods i try and stuff that's just not the experience of the area yeah i might get a taste of it and i might get like the the, the the glistening you know fancy version of it but yeah anyway sorry no 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 I I I dig it I like talking about it. and I had no idea you went to Gibraltar so what's fascinating to me about Gibraltar so you stayed in Spain and you didn't cross we did so what do you mean in terms of well I that's well, we started that's in London very stupid and came around yeah yeah that's a very stopped. stupid question okay so, so you Portugal didn't, we hit Portugal. Yeah. Hit Gibraltar. Yep. Hit Spain. Okay. France. So you Italy. didn't stop in Africa? No. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah. did not cross the Mediterranean. Yep. No. Yep. Okay. So Rome was the furthest into the loop, I guess uh, uh, I would say we got. Okay. Because you could like stop in Egypt and like see Cairo right. or yeah. whatever. But we I don't know. We killed a lot of that on the cruises. Yeah. I, I figured that yeah. there's probably some. There's unrest further than Rome. But like Morocco, I bet like a Mediterranean cruise, you could hit Morocco and be fine, you know? Probably. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cruise ships are, they're, uh, ultimately, I mean, they're a prime target for criminal activity Yeah. in terms of ports. I mean, it's the same reason Mexico keeps shifting and changing and you can't go to, you know, Mazatlan or like Cancun's off of a lot of them and stuff now because there's so much stuff is there's an influx of criminal activity and yeah. then the cruise is liable to certain experiences and yeah. Yeah. Um, what's fascinating to me though about Gibraltar and why I was asking, like you, you obviously can look across and see Africa, which right. is just like on a clear day, mind blowing to me yeah. that you can stand in Europe and yeah. see Africa. Can't it's, you do that? Russia, Alaska. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think you can. That's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. But like the the whoever controlled Gibraltar, I mean, it's kind of like you controlled the Mediterranean back in the day. For sure, you're the gatekeeper. Yeah, you're the gatekeeper, yeah. and it's such a small little window that any ship comes through, you can see. And them. it's a wild little area, man. Really, it's like a main drag of populace and shopping and that you know, and then it's just like steep hillside. Yeah, tram cars running up the side. Yeah, monkeys everywhere in Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah pretty funny <laughs> do they try to steal stuff oh from yeah, you? yeah yeah they're hopping on people's like strollers and <laughs> stealing like stealing baby babies food and stuff yeah <laughs> um, yeah i would have been very nervous to have a kid there yeah yeah um i don't know i, I don't know if you want to continue the movie talk um, well yeah i think we could we could bow tie it at some point right yeah well you were talking about little monkeys yeah and i can i can bow tie that into or i can just transition it into one of my favorite movies monkeys my, my top three that's not one of the ones that we share yeah is raiders of the lost ark okay yeah which the little monkey kind of plays uh -huh. a big role right in one part of it when they're in egypt um 
but yeah, classic uh, action movie. Um, yeah. Kind of set the standard for like the rugged, tough, but smart hero. Oh, yeah. Um, great villain. Nazis. I mean, it's like, I, I, it can't get better Dude than Raiders of the Lost Ark. made college science really cool. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think. I think knowing that you're going into archaeology or anthropology or anything like that, I think Indiana Jones probably, probably expanded that course load <laughs> massively. Yeah. I think so many more kids probably went into that field. Well, I think um, one of the cool parts about Indiana Jones is... Um, like the historical mysticism. And I know yeah. we talked about this on the last podcast, but like how they tie in stuff from the Bible. Oh yeah. But make it like scary. And it's kind of all based somewhat in reality. It's not like, like the new one that they came out with, um, kingdom of crystal skull. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they, isn't there yet another new one? I, they're talking about, in they're production. making Indiana Jones five yeah. and he's 84 years old. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt should have never taken Jurassic yeah. Park. Right. And they should have played the long game. Chris Pratt should have taken over for, uh, yeah. Harrison Ford, in my opinion. Nah, man, I, I still think Shia gets it. You think he's gonna, <laughs> not literally. I still think he's making a comeback, right? Shia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can loop back around in this. He's what, sitting at the roundtable discussions with other filmmakers and stuff. What What recent movies has Shia done? Honey Boy. Oh, I have not watched it. Have you watched it? <laughs> I've not seen any of his new oh. movies. The only one that I know... I stand up for Shia way too much for somebody who's not watching anything he's doing. What What's the one that came out recently with him and Brad Pitt once again? Oh. Where they were, in a, they were a tank crew in World War II? Oh, yeah. He was excellent in that movie. Oh my god, what was that? Oh, I'll it, think of it. It was called Tom like, Hardy's in it, right? Yeah, Tom Hardy's in it. It yeah. was called like Fire or like um, Death. I can, I can or picture something. the cover art. I can't picture yeah. the name. But he was like the tank. Have you heard pilot. stories from that? Yeah, from him and Tom Hardy. Well, I've heard stories about how Shia LaBeouf went way too deep, way too hard, way too hard on his, uh, what do you he call ground it? his teeth down? I think. Yeah. But what, what do you call that? Like what Daniel day Lewis does oh, method method acting. Yeah. So he became his yeah. character in real life to I immerse think Tom himself. Hardy, in like broke one of his bones or something like Tom Hardy was messing with him and bust into his apartment or something. And Shia was in the nude with his girlfriend <laughs> and thought it was hilarious and started wrestling Tom Hardy naked. Tom Hardy and they fell down a flight of stairs and Shia got hurt. Tom Hardy seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't put up with some bullshit from Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf's like, I'm not going to shower. I'm going to pretend yeah. like I'm this guy. And Tom Hardy's like, you can fucking act like you're not showering. Yeah. Why do you have to actually <laughs> not shower? Weirdly enough, I feel like Tom Hardy might be just as weird. Mm -hmm. He seems like he might feed that beast too much. Like Tom Hardy's going back to his nice place. And like relaxing at night, quietly having a good time and yeah. shy is partying or hanging out with his girlfriend or doing something. Yeah. And shaving his teeth <laughs> and drinking like moonshine for yeah. like some role. Yeah. And Tom Hardy is, he shows up to set probably and it's like, yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like he might. He might have it more figured out. But he took a shower and drank some scotch and yeah. got a couple women the night before. And, right. Yeah. yeah. He like flossed his teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he just rubbed some dirt in them to make yeah, it look yeah. like he hasn't been. Um, He's smart method acting. Yeah. Smart method acting. Um, all right. So since I, I feel like we're kind of coming close to the close of this because we've almost been going for an hour and a half. Um, 
I, no hurry. I didn't really, it's super early. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I want to keep these all around an hour and a half ish. Nope. Um, we're doing two hours. We're going to do part two soon. Just though. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do part two soon or part two soon. So I don't know if you want to talk about the one we share as our favorite movie, or we could go into a completely different category. Like what do we I think f- we tell everybody what our shared favorite movie is. And then we save the discussion on that movie for another time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you say it because I said Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back, which yeah. is the second original Star Wars movie, but it's fifth in the, if you watch yeah. like the complete right. versions, it's episode five. Sure. So tell me your favorite part. Uh, I'm going to assume people listening to your podcast have probably seen Star Wars or at least know the trilogy's story. They know I, who Luke Skywalker is. Yeah, yeah. They know who Darth Vader is. I think I think they most people Leia Han. I think most people who aren't who aren't uh, who are alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say most <laughs> Americans know who Luke Skywalker yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you so have I think not we seen, we can just talk about what we like about it. Yeah. Okay. So you asked what my favorite scene is, and yeah. I I think my favorite scene is it's got to be when Luke confronts. Vader okay on Cloud City because I do feel like do you I feel like it's broken into almost three separate like if you picture the film in like a soundstage production I I feel like there's three separate ones going on right yeah you start out you have the rebel base on Hoth mm-hmm. I will group that with the asteroid field I think because it's just kind of it's the same vibe to me the same thing yeah and then you have Dagobah and then you have Cloud City yep um, Bespin, Bespin, yep. Bespin, Bespin. <laughs> uh, I've never said that right ever in my life. I say it differently every time I say it it's for okay. some reason. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it feels like three different films almost. Yeah. It's obviously not, but it feels like it has that part one, part two, part three kind of feel to it. Yeah. And I think. I don't know why I really like the intro. I really like the Hoth uh, rebel base. Action. So do you, do you like the dynamic between Luke and Han and how they become friends? A like bit. that kind of thing? Yeah. I think something that I really, really like, and this is just a really on the surface, it pleases me sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wrapping up Clone Wars right now, and I have been for months because we've been dragging out this last season because we're so sad to finish it. Yeah. So I yeah. have three episodes left still. Yeah. And I can only imagine what's about to happen. Um, but there's just not enough in this franchise of Vader kicking ass yeah. and looking cool. And not that that happens in Clone Wars, but I see Anakin being so goddamn cool all the time. Yeah. Lovable, just like brash, kicking ass everywhere. Yeah. It's not portrayed in the movie super well. Anakin is not the most lovable character. Yeah. And yet with the knowledge that he does all these cool things i want to see vader like do some cool shit yeah regardless i know the dude can't like lift his arms up super high and i know he's like equipped with like a backpack of ventilators and stuff (laughs) so he can only do so many cool things yeah but i really i talked about this a little bit last time we hung out i really like when they're on the base and the empire moves in they they find them they move in yeah and the Luke's gone. Everybody's shot out. They're out there fighting. And Han and Chewie and crew and Leia and stuff, they're trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And Vader and his guys are just chopping through tunnels, just working their way to him. Yeah. 
something about just the impending doom of Vader catching them yeah. and them getting the Millennium Falcon and getting out of there just in time. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah. Same thing with Rogue One. I mean, Vader's role in it is exactly what I want from Vader. Yeah. Just not giving a shit, chopping down hordes of guys. Yeah. Just, yeah, being, so, being really cool. And you kind of get that in Cloud City at the end again. But yeah. it's, it's a lot more emotional. You yes. know, it's it's Luke Vader. It's it's, it's father son. It's it's Vader toying with Luke, showing yeah. him that you're not ready to be a Jedi. Because yeah. he literally like throws him, and he goes, "You are no Jedi yet." Yeah. He's um, like hucking chunks of the station at Luke. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Luke is not ready to be. <laughs> yeah, because he bails on Dagobah early, right? Because he wants to get back and help his friends. Yeah, and Yoda's like. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, you haven't really, completed. Yeah, you're not ready. You haven't completed your like, training. See ya. Um, I love. Yeah, I just love the whole aspect of a younger kid needing to kind of overcome his fear. And there's the scene on Dagobah where he goes into the the dark cave to confront his yeah. deepest, darkest fears. Um, his friends in trouble and he senses that his friends are in trouble. Like I love that whole aspect of it and it is kind of melancholy and it does not end on a good note. Right. Um, yeah, it's weird that it's like, it's regarded as the best in the series. Um, but it's the only one that's like, there's not a happy ending, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So, Oh yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just obsessed with it. Like that's one, that's one of those comfort movies for me. Like I could put it on and I could like, I actually am finding that with all of them lately. Yeah. Yeah. My So my wife tagged into Clone Wars around season three uh-huh. and started getting sucked in. Clone Wars is the only thing I've ever experienced that lends a favor to the prequel trilogy in that even though it's, I mean, it's, it's my opinion, but I think it's a widely held opinion <laughs> that it's clunky. Yeah. The dialogue seems forced. Yeah. It seems kind of well- uh, well storied like the story is there the planets are there the settings are there everything looks good feels yeah. good but the dialogue and the acting just seems forced yeah. it seems like it seems like somebody like lucas or somebody standing over i'm going now nope, uh-uh you didn't do it like that yeah you do it do it more like do it more dryly yeah or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that hurts it a lot casting in some instances i think hurts it a lot but they they There's, casted you should say that they casted people that weren't the people that acted in the movies. R- well, I'm saying so because I'm talking about the prequels. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. I thought you were talking about Clone Wars. No, I would never say a bad word about <laughs> no, Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like they, yeah, Lucas, Is it Jake. What's the kid's name that plays Anakin? Oh my god, first one, poor guy, Jake like, Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Jake yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, ruined his whole life. Oh ruined my god, his whole life. Okay, speak. and he just what? What else? I mean, he's doing his best. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's and doing he, what he's told to he do. He turned into a drug addict and yeah. an alcoholic, and he got arrested for a bunch of stuff. He's which, just doing what he's told to do, man. But he, as Anakin, that instance of Anakin as a child is just the most just whiny, just know it all. And I know that's sort of an Anakin's nature, but it was really nice to see Clone Wars, see it fleshed out, yep. see where that attitude led, see where it became positives and why he was, you know, yeah. treated uh, as the the high, you know, rise that so he was. So a, a good note, um, 
Speaking of that and ha- and like the bad things that happened to Jake Lloyd. <laughs> I just realized we were going to just touch on Empire and then move on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's fine. This is going to happen yeah. regardless. Um, So the guy that played Jar Jar Binks, which is yeah. widely regarded as like the most hated character of all uh-huh. time in Star Wars and yeah. probably in any movie ever. Again, he's redeemed a bit in Clone Wars. I don't mean to keep beating the Clone Wars, like, yeah. you know, but he, he does have a little bit of a redemption in that series. Yeah. But anyway, yes, the so widely regarded his as name, the worst. The guy that played him, his name is Ahmed Best. Uh-huh. And he's like obviously extremely talented and he could do whatever Lucas was telling him to do yeah. to act in the first two movies and then he kind of makes a brief appearance in the second movie or in the third movie. Yeah. Um, he now is hosting a TV show. I think it's going to air on Disney Plus, but it's kind of like... um. Oh, what's the uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or like those Nickelodeon shows with yeah, kids? Yeah, for sure. Where they have They're to like trying tests. to climb the the mountain. Yep. Yeah. So, so there's this show that's coming out with it's pairs of children that are kind of like the Jedi, and Ahmed Best is the host of the show. So it's kind of like a cool. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's that they cool. they reached out to him to do that because I know he had issues. I mean, I don't know if he was on drugs or anything, but I know for sure he talked about suicide and stuff. Wow. Yeah. But it's like all he did, he's just a guy doing his job, you know? Yeah. And these fans are like, and he's got to live with the fact that his, essentially his income probably still to this day yeah, is something that is widely regarded as a huge, like smudge on yeah. an otherwise great. Hallowed and yeah. 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 Hallowed. Um, but I think it's good that that Lucasfilm and Disney are doing that for those people. Yeah, um, that's cool. I can't even imagine if he signed some sort of royalty deal, mm-hmm. what kind of money that guy's making. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'd be curious how that works. Again, yeah, not, I, to, not to boil it down to money. <laughs> I do know. Sorry, I'm checking. I'm just checking the time. You're real good. Quick. Yeah. I do know um, Alec Guinness, who played um, Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. in... I mean, I know he was in the original three movies, but he was physically in um, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. He signed some sort of ridiculous deal. They were going to pay him like, I don't know, a hundred grand for his role. And he goes, no, I'll take I'll take 50 grand. And I don't know if these are the yeah. right numbers or and not. And I'll take like a half a percent. That's what it was. End. He said yeah. like, I'll take 2% <laughs> of whatever it makes. Yeah. And made off. For a movie that had no money. Yes. Made off yeah. made off better than Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. Way better than Harrison. Yeah. Harrison Ford got paid like 50 grand for his yeah. role in that movie. Crazy. <laughs> That's what I love about my top two being what we do in the shadows and empire. What we do in the shadows was made for like a million and a half and made seven Jeez. total. Uh, and that was pretty evenly split. Not yeah. evenly, but close to split between the U S and New Zealand. And then you have empire made like what like 600 million at the time i don't even know and that's a time where 600 million was a ridiculous yeah yeah ridiculous amount of money so much money in that franchise were you and i talking about a movie that made a bunch of money you looked it up after last time we were talking and you said i would be surprised oh we were talking about uh deep was it deep blue sea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Okay. It made good money. If people haven't yeah. seen Deep Blue Sea, they should probably watch Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. For an entertainment factor, it's not a great movie um, necessarily, but it's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not Jason Statham. I can't even remember. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane is the main character. 
LL Cool J is in it. Is John Voight in that too? No. No. Samuel L. Jackson. Who's the, uh, there's an older guy that's in it. Samuel L. Jackson. No, another older guy. No. Like a John Voight type. No. No. There's not. There is. It's, there's a chick who's kind of the main character. I don't even know her name. Thomas Jane is kind of like the badass voice of reason guy. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is the, uh, older kind of voice of reason. I think he plays like a neurologist or something. Of course. He has a great rant. He, instead of saying like, we got to get rid of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. He goes, we got to kill this motherfucking shark. (laughs) Like it's the same (laughs) freaking role. Um, it's how he got snakes on a plane. Yeah. I guarantee it is. And then, um, LL Cool J is the guy who plays the cook at this underwater base. I we didn't even give a premise of the film, but it's no, basically it's not important. Sharks get smart; they try mm-hmm. to murder people. Yeah, LL Cool J has a pet bird. It's like a science-led. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a super realistic science. <laughs> it was research. They definitely consulted real scientists. Yes, uh, and it was basically like a very smart version of Sharknado. Before Sharknado. Yeah. 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 <laughs> essentially. If you they they if you swap weapons technology with meteorology, it's the same film, right? Oh my god. You know what they did is they there's a scene where they like I- inject cells into a shark's brain uh-huh. and they're watching real time. Yeah, on, getting in the Yeah, they're like, uh-huh. Oh my god, the shark's getting smarter, the cells are yeah. getting bigger. <laughs> It's like the most stupid, ridiculous thing. Like they didn't look into whether cell size had anything to do with the quality of the the product. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but but bigger is better. But regardless, yeah. Deep Blue Sea, that kind of movie can make a shitload of money if it's entertaining, even yeah. if it's stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, look at Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. Seven Sci-fi's sequels. made a killing off of that. Yeah, they have a ton of sequels. Have you seen any of them? No, I saw the. I think I saw, I saw the first, the first one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna watch Sharknado too. I know yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay, so we've gone almost an hour and forty minutes. Um, Fantastic. I'm given my guests on the podcast a chance. You're gonna be a recurring guest, so yeah. maybe you should just like. Start planning on having a quote ready every time oh, you come. Cool. Oh, good. But like, I'm going to give you a chance to have. <laughs> Hold the... on. I have to have a catchphrase. No, 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 no. It's got to be. I have to have a, a thought provoking. Yeah. Like closer. something different every time. Or, yeah. or if you just want to recommend some movies or. Yeah. Um, give some words of wisdom. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I definitely don't have any wisdom. Uh, <laughs> I get your sleep. Uh, drink your caffeine. <laughs> Just be well. I would say movies that we did not discuss at all, but I would highly recommend if you have not seen. Uh, this is going to fall into my honorable mentions okay. category. I okay. would highly recommend everybody watch these films. Uh, some of them well-known, some of them not probably as well-known. They're they're popular films, but not as discussed in yeah. the scope of good films. Uh, Zodiac, Ooh. unbelievably good. David if you have Lynch. not watched uh, Fincher or Fincher, yeah. David Fincher. Totally. If yep. you have not watched, uh, frankly, any of David Fincher's films, please do watch all of them. Yeah. Watch all of them in a row and you will never be happy again. <laughs> um, Zodiac, unbelievably good, really stomach churning, but really good. Like detective drama. Um, <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah. Going to yep. discuss that one at some point on yes, this podcast. For sure. Love it. Uh, fantastic film. 
love a good payback story set in the time of, well, pretty much set in the time of like the Musketeers. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Quality stuff. Yep. And then I guess my last, cause I don't want to blow the whole list. Don't uh, blow it. Don't yeah, blow it. I'm definitely not. Let's talk Captain Fantastic at some point. Everybody oh watch that. Great film. I have never seen it and never I'll put it on the, it? yes, okay. I'll put it on the list for the next time. Fantastic. Uh, especially as Northwest kids, I think it's a really, really good film. A lot of quality, uh, Pacific Northwest outside of Portland kind of, uh, nature stuff, but also just really well acted, really good story. Heartbreaking. Uh, so good. Okay. Yeah. You those, heard those it. Those are them. You heard it. Chad Maxey. You heard it. Thank you for being on the podcast. You bet. You bet.